Welcome to CGF Talks at Night, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. It is 7.05 p.m. I will wait for a few uh, members to join in. Until then, I will go ahead and pray. And I'm going to pray with praise. There is a place, a high place, a place where you can come to here. Listen to 
He is a good God. And I want to take this time and this opportunity to welcome you all in. I don't know where you are. I don't know what you were doing before or what you will do after. All I know is right now, in this moment, we are taking the time to give God the glory and the honor. It is for one hour. God, you are everything. And every day that we give ourselves to you and surrender to your calling, we learn something new every day. Father God, bless those who are coming in the room and bless those who are able to come in the room and bless those who aren't deciding not to come into the room. And those who are struggling, you know, back and forth to figure out if they want to come in the room. Touch it, each and every one of us. Uh, continue to remind us about the free will that you've given us to choose whom to stay we will serve. This is simply a gathering place where we can talk about our walk with you and, and how do we do this and how do we do that and if this is okay. And, and you're going to use each and one of these vessels to use um, to minister to one another. Father God, I'm being obedient and I trust you. And um, we're anointing every single broadcast before and after, and um, unconditionally, thy will be done on earth as it is. Thank you so much for all that you do, all that you walk, um, all that you give. Let your will be done in our lives, Father God. Speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank God. Amen. All right. So, as I am enjoying this time <laughs> with you, Father God, um, you all replay listeners, um, snuggle up in your comfy couch, comfy bed, uh, comfy car, favorite park, <laughs> um, favorite beach, even. Um, and know that this is a gathering of like-minded people who desire change in our world. Um, we can only do one thing at a time. However, God will take that and multiply it by so, so many. Uh, and I, I, I trust him. Um, so wherever you are, know that um, we can do all things through Christ. We can do nothing without him. Uh, everything that we are able to do it is for his honor, for his glory, and uh, it is because of his power uh, and might. So, um, the first thing is that uh, we have uh, CGF uh, talks at noon um, on Mondays only. Um, they are uh, at noon Pacific time and they are uh, 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. 
So um, it's pretty much a three hour difference and everybody else pretty much will figure it out in between there. Um, basically, uh, we will learn from one another um, and, and be able to, you know, grow and get on common ground, you know. So um, this word here uh, that I put up to share in the, in the, uh, the room um, is basically, you know, pretty much said <laughs> everything in it. Uh, Philippians chapter 2, 1 through 2. Uh, therefore, if you have any encouragement from being uh, united with Christ, if, if any comfort from him, from his love, if any common sharing in spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Basically, that sums it up. It says everything uh, about CGF. Um, you know, I'm actually thinking about changing it from CGF to CGG, which is C Common Ground Gathering. Uh, but I dare not until uh, it's been told, but, but it came to my mind, you know, afterwards. So, but CGF is definitely a gathering of like minded individuals. Uh, and, and allowing those individuals that uh, are not like-minded uh, who may want to be like-minded or who are indifferent uh, to be welcome to come, come in and uh, share how they feel, basically. So, um, basically, I wanted to uh, continue on with um, the first song, uh, I ask that you be patient with me because I am taking care of my mom. She uh, was diagnosed with lung cancer and uh, she, you know, has a little bit of, you know, uh, coughing issues and um, different things like that. So just bear with me uh, and her too. Uh, we are uh, definitely waiting for um, the miracle of God to uh, show us that she is healed. Uh, we, we claim that she's healed uh, by his stripes. And um, I would like um, everybody to enjoy this song by uh, Mali Music. It is called I Believe. And I put it in the chat area box for you to uh, try to uh, get bring up the song for yourself at, at another time. So um, I'm going to go ahead and go right into uh, the song.
looking at the nation. Suicide, genocide, homicide. Three words come to mind. Times are changing. Yes. More rumors, there are wars going on. Twisted doctor scientists making clones. Economy got some backs against the wall. People died for no reason at all. People of God don't even read their Bibles. There's no faith, no trust in the word. But everybody seems to be quoting scripture. It's just another word they heard. Pastors leaving pulpits cause they're tired. It's all based on how we feel. Overheard two people speaking the other day. One said that God said I'd free you, but I'm just one of them poor people who's got a hold on. Sometimes I can't see you, but I still believe you take care of me. I'm just one of them poor people who's got a hold on. And I believe, I believe. So I'll choose to look on the brighter side in spite of all the negativity I'm surrounded by. No, it ain't perfect, but that's all right. Cause his hand is on it's keeping me alive. So many disappointments. So much I don't understand. So much I don't have answers for. That's what makes me trust you more. In a world that's always changing. Everything's rearranging. But no matter what's going on, I'ma be standing. I'ma be holding on. Your truth, their truth, my truth. Your God, my God, our deep. All I know is one thing nowadays is we all need hope, we all need faith, and I'm just one of them old Those lyrics uh, resonate 
Okay. And um, I mean, every bit of what we're experiencing this well during this whole year, you know, uh, has been a um, eye opener for all of us. And uh, when we allow ourselves to exercise our right to choose negative, you know, positive, uh, good, bad, uh, our hearts is what God is going to really look at. What do we really want to do? You know, when it, when it all boils down to it, you know, um, there's no faith, no trust in the world, you know, in, in the in the word of God, you know, um, as he said, but everybody seems to be quoting scripture. It's just another word they heard, you know, and that's powerful. I mean, it's very powerful. Um, so we're going to go on and um, the next thing um, pretty much is um, being able to um, remember you know, what the word means to us, you know, um, and, and how valuable it is uh, for, for each and every one of us, you know. Um, a brother of, of mine on uh, Facebook, he um, was given a word uh, the other day, and the title of the broadcast was, It Is Written. So um, I, that alone <laughs> says a lot. Um, it, it is written. And um, I really want to go ahead and show a, a, just a little bit of what he was saying. Um, he's coming from 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 4, um, verse 13. And, and, uh, it's good to when we when we try to read all you know try to try to get the whole bible you know i mean it's it's uh, 365 days that we have a chance to try to get anything so within that 24 hours of that 365 that you have hey you know uh we want to we want to get in the, the books so um i'm gonna go ahead and share the screen and let you guys hear him, uh, a word from him. So bear with me. And his name is Pastor Stanley. Uh, Pastor Stanley Williams. And I hope that he blesses you. Without God, I can do nothing. And without God, I would fail. And without God, my life would be drifting like 
the ship without a sail. Without a that was talking to him 
understood that he had the capabilities to make it to the house of God. So when somebody says, come on and go with me, it must mean they think that you're capable of getting up and going. So I'm glad when somebody tells me, come on and go to the house of the Lord, because they, that means they think that I have the ability or God is gonna provide me with the ability to make it to the house of the Lord. Whatever the reason, we thank God we're here today. And as always, I'm gonna say it again, I'm not gonna to try to be before you long, uh, we have a service coming up at 11.30, preferably. Those that will be here will be here. Those that cannot be, whatever the reason they can't be here, uh, that, that, that's fine. But we thank God for those that will be here. And those that uh, can't, we hope they'll be here the next time. Amen, amen. It's been a, 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 I guess you could say it's been a rough year. I won't say it's been a rough year because God has been dealing with me in ways he's never dealt with me before and he's given me uh, with that unspeakable joy in the midst of all of this. I don't use the P word when I'm describing the health crisis. I, I hate to hear that word. I know I'm not saying anybody else should not say it, but I don't even like to describe it as that. Amen. Amen. Because that word actually when you break it down it means all the people in the world and I don't believe all the people in the world are affected in the same way. So I just thank God that even in the midst of this health crisis, amen, God is yet in the blessing business. If there's somebody out there right now that believes God is still in the blessing business, just say he blesses me. Type, type it, he blesses me, amen. If you believe God is yet in the blessing business, just type, he blesses me, amen. And I believe that in doing so, God will bless you. If you if you speak it, you can speak it into existence. So if you believe that God blesses you, I just ask you to type it. He blesses me. Amen. Amen. We're, we're going to try to get into the message and, and move from there. Amen. We, we, we also have to remember that we, we just the 19th anniversary of the 9-11. So it, it's not it, it and God has, he has allowed us to be here 19 years later after that. So God can preserve who he will. God is able, even in the midst of any kind of tragedy, God is able to keep if you want to be kept. I believe that. If you want to be kept, God can keep you if you want to be kept. We thank God for each and every one of you. As I said earlier, we thank God for my daughter, Sister Kim Mallory, and Boss Ladies Radio, who makes it possible for thousands, and I mean, when I'm saying thousands, I mean thousands and thousands of people to hear the word, amen, amen. And, and I, I, would be, I would be dishonest if I said it doesn't matter to me. No, I'd I love for thousands and thousands of people to hear what the Lord has given me to say, amen. So it's an honor for me to have been chosen by her to, to broadcast on her station, amen. And I thank God for those that watch the video on Facebook Live, amen. And once again, we've been blessed, and I'm not bragging, but my soul shall make a boast in the Lord that we've reached thousands and thousands of people that we probably would not have, well now I don't even wanna say probably, would not have reached had we not been in a virtual situation. So I just thank God, amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord, amen. We're gonna get into the word, from the God, I mean, I'm sorry, give me the gospel from the book of First Corinthians, 
No, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians. Bear with me. Read from the book of 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. You know what? I'm going to change that. I'm going to start at the 8. I'm, I, it was supposed to be 4 and 13. I'm going to start at 8 through 13. As I, even as I'm looking, the Lord is telling me, read all those verses. The second Corinthians, the fourth chapter, verses 8 through 13. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death worketh in us, but life in you. And here's our main verse. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. And I want to talk through the few minutes, whatever time the Lord gives me to speak from the topic, it is written. Somebody type that for me. It is written. It is written. And the beauty of it is, it, it doesn't say it, ha it will be written, or it should be written, or it may be written. The fact that it is written means that we don't have to wait for it to be created. We don't have to wait for the answer to be created. The answer's already there. The word is means that you're in that state right now. So it is written. As anyone who has ever created or headed any kind of significant organization, you know full well the importance of having a distinct set of rules in which to govern the order of operations or a code of conduct or a statement of purpose. These are guidelines put in place to respond to and deal with a wide range of circumstances, questions, misunderstanding, legal issues, employee concerns, and so on. We, we, I'm, I'm sure that everyone here that has ever worked in a corporate setting, you know what I'm talking about. Or any kind of organization, I mean genuine organization. Usually these rules are enforced by the company's human resources department, which has the responsibility of informing each worker sometimes verbally, but often in writing, of the proverbial do's and don'ts of company policy. And I'm hoping that nobody's ever had, nobody out there has ever been reprimanded by uh, human resources because you, you, you end up doing one of the don'ts and not doing one of the do's. <laughs> Without a set of rules, there will almost certainly be chaos and anarchy, especially as the organization grows. And this is why it's important as the organization grows, management can often lose contact with just how many people there are. They may not be able to deal one-on-one -on -one with everybody like they were when it was a smaller corporation. I'm sure that Microsoft 
Uh, Bill Gates does not talk to every employee face to face uh, anytime there's a problem, especially since the, the, the company spans the globe. It would be impossible for him to every time a, 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 an employee have a problem, he got to fly, get in the jet, fly to that person and talk to them. So the rules are put in place so as the company grows, uh, everybody understands the rules. And if everybody follows the rules, you, you have a, a, a smooth flow of operation. Let us look at our country as an example of a corporation. The very creation of the United States was predicated on the words that are contained in one, the Declaration of Independence, and two, the Constitution. And these outline all the desires and rules of governance that the early founding fathers wanted to relay, first to King George as the impetus or motivation for independence from England, and to the newly formed country so that the population would know their rights and expectations as citizens. And whether you agree with the Constitution or not, it's important to know what's in the Constitution. I mean, everybody ought to know the preamble to the Constitution. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish just, justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, secure the blessings of liberty to the ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this Constitution of the United States of America. See, I didn't look down because it's not written down. I remember that since I was 12. Amen. Powerful, 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 powerful. If you, I encourage you, if you would like to uh, go and check the pastor out, you got to. Pastor Stanley Williams on Facebook. I'm telling you, you will enjoy yourself. He's so down to earth, so real. Um, it's, it's amazing. So I'm going to go into uh, the second song before I um, go into speaking uh, about what he was basically talking about. So here we go. It is Jeremy Camp. He knows.
Um, pretty much uh, as we um, as we get to um, the end of the broadcast, which is from this is uh, seven forty one p.m. Yeah, seven seven. 41 p.m., 40 minutes, 41 minutes past the hour. Uh, to all the replay listeners, thank you so much for taking the time to listen uh, and join in uh, with um, CGF Talks, me, Tanya, uh, <laughs> and God, of course. Uh, he's always with us. Um, pretty much as Pastor Stanley Williams was saying, was um, basically right on point to what Common Ground is about, that it is written that we fellowship and, and we come to an understanding in all that we do, working together, listening to one another, respecting one another. And it, it, and it goes through so many facets, as he was saying, you know, uh, business, family, friends, customer to, you know, a market owner and uh, to seller, uh, you know, it's, it's very broad. And um, God takes us from one level to the next level. So um, pretty much um, where 
where we got here um, last week, um, we read from the book um, Hearing, Hearing God, and um, we were going into, uh, we were ending the preface, going into chapter one. So um, shortly here, we're going to go ahead and uh, get right into that. Uh, to all the replay listeners, I'm going to be posting the videos to the website. So you will be able to go back and listen and pretty much catch up if you desire to. Um, no matter what the seeds are planted and God's going to water them and bless your soul and um, draw you nearer to him. Um, and we're going to all be on common ground anyway. That's our destiny. Um, so we might as well do it here right now, right? So I'm going to go into sharing the screen in the word. Okay. Okay, so I'm going over here because this was an amazing word, um, and it was Job 42. And uh, you already know the story of Job, and if you don't, um, this man believed that he did no wrong. And uh, he had to learn, <laughs> like, like all of us have to learn. So um, basically, uh, this chapter is amazing, and I'm going to read this chapter. Um, to you, and it begins here. Um, my notes pretty much break down what this is about. And, uh, I, I gathered it from um, verse four, which is, we listen, we pray, which is speaking to God. Then we do what he says to do. And we pretty much reap from obedience because obedience is definitely better than sacrifice. So, then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. You asked, who is this that obscures my plans without knowledge? Help me, God. Surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. You said, listen now, and I will speak. I will question you, and you shall answer me. My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore, I despise myself, and I repent in dust and ashes. Epilogue. I want to actually find out uh, what um, that means. So I am going to do a search on that. Now, tell you at the end of, of the. Um, Reading, after the Lord had said these things to Job, he said to Eliphaz, the Temanite, I am angry with you and your two friends. 
because you have not spoken the truth about me as my servant Job has. So now take seven bulls and seven rams and go to my servant Job and sacrifice a burnt offering for yourselves. My servant Job will pray for you and I will accept his prayer and not deal with you according to your folly. You have not spoken the truth about me as my servant Job has. So Eliphaz the Temanite, Bil Bildad the Shunite, and Zophar the Namite did what the Lord told them. And the Lord accepted Job's prayer. See what I'm saying? 360. He brings it back 360 every time. After Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much as he had before. All his brothers and sisters and everyone who had known him before came and ate with him in his house. They comforted and consoled him over all the trouble the Lord had brought him brought on him and gave one and each gave and each one gave him a piece of silver and a gold ring. The Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the former part. He had 14,000 sheep, okay, huh. 6,000 camels, a thousand yoke of oxen, and a thousand donkeys. And he also had seven sons and three daughters. The first daughter he named Jim Jemima, the second Keziah, and the third Kieran Hapuch. Forgive me if I pronounce them wrong. Beautiful names though. <laughs> Nowhere in the land were there found women as beautiful as Job's daughters and their father granted them an inheritance along with their brothers. After this, Job lived 140 years. He saw his children and their children to the fourth generation. And so Job died an old man and full of years. Guys, come on. I mean, <laughs> our examples are for real. Like, they, they pave the way, man, and God is speaking to us. It's all right there. I mean, come on like all up in here like he's telling he's 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 making you know his friends know that you don't know what you're talking about you need to come to me you know and then here he's like none of that stuff you had your manners this stuff matters because everything that i do lasts and then down here he's like He's saying right here that that um, the women deserve equal, you know, um, and and that alone in itself is a conversation. Seriously, like, come on. The word of God is alive and it's breathing and it's amazing. Okay, so um, I encourage you guys to take the time and read His word, and you know, like it, it's a big book. I know, but you will get through it.
wherever you are in your in your walk in your life you will get through it little bit by little bit each day there's like no excuse like there's something to read something to learn every day you know and it's it's sitting there for you you know uh, and I, I just encourage you to just just read it for real I mean it's amazing guys okay so I'm going to go into the second year and this was something that I saved uh, on my um, Facebook uh, saved and I'm listening to it at the same time as you haven't. So here we go. Just come out of school. You are 26. For goodness sake, what are you doing buying a bag that can pay your house rent for a year? Can we talk? You can't come out and at 28, you think you're going to have what a 52-year-old woman has been working for. She's got 30 years of hard work behind her. So if you see her come out with whatever jewelry, whatever bag, shoe, listen, she's eating the fruit of her labor. You pick up your hoe and your cutlass and start farming and put your seed in so that when you're... Sometimes you have to leave certain things. You can't afford a lifestyle. Don't attempt to leave it. Who are you deceiving? When the bills come, who is not sleeping at night? The money you are owing to look a certain way, to live in a part of town you cannot afford, to drive a car that you cannot afford. Some people don't even notice your or your jewelry or your dress. They just see you in church on Sundays. They see you in your office during the week. They don't know where you live. What do we care if you say I come from Ikejo, I come from VGC? You have a roof over your head. Whether the roof is a self-contained and that's what you can afford, or whether the roof is a 10-bedroom mansion and that's what you can afford, God has blessed you with a roof over your head. Be grateful for that and stop trying to compare yourself to other people. There's a time and season for everything. What does it matter if I wear shoes that cost 5,000 naira? If I wear an outfit that costs 8,000? Why are you laughing? <laughs> you know, if my dress costs 5,000 or 8,000 naira, and guess what? If I ain't got the money to put no weave on or wig on, and I just gel my hair back, tell you the clothes don't make me the shoes don't make me the weapon don't make me the glory of God Christ on the inside has made me I can wear anything and look good because it has nothing to do with what I'm wearing it has everything to do with who's wearing it and because Christ is wearing me and I'm wearing Christ that's why it looks the way it looks anybody ever intimidates you until you are carrying a certain label or designer you have not arrived honey my destination is glory I already arrived in case you don't know it 
my gosh, guys, we are going to have so much fun. Trina's okay. the only female artist ever co signed for this incident. And you co signed Nikki. We need to have patient, you know, like we can do it, you know. Our, she said, my destiny is glory. Okay, I was like, yes. <laughs> It was it was powerful. Okay, so I'm gonna go right into this next song. And this next song is called Speak to Me by Corinne Hopper. Troy Taylor, you the go. Right. Oh my goodness. I, I tried to listen to this on like once a day. It just came out actually. And you know, it's definitely like one of my um here's to you Lord songs. <laughs> so um it is 7:58 p.m. Oh my goodness, guys. Um we made it another week. 
and uh, we're choosing to start the week off with glorifying God and giving him complete, absolute control. Uh, we're not promised the next second, the next hour, the next day, which is tomorrow. Um, but we are right now deciding to say, here we are, Lord. Alrighty, so um, the last thing is, um, see here, the book of hearing God, and um, I wanted to go back to that um, that word uh, epilogue. Um, and I'm just gonna, you know, read it without, you know, showing it or whatever. But um, it's from uh, Greek roots, and it means words attached at the end. Um, often somehow wraps up a story's action, as in the one for a famous Shakespeare play, uh, for example, that ends. Um, and words mean so much to me. Um, our, bless, our, our tongue will bless us or curse us, and um, we have to be careful and uh, be mindful to the things that we say, uh, things we listen to, um, and uh, be able to be prayed up to rebuke uh, all negativity, all bad, uh, and it takes work. It really does. I am a witness to that, <laughs> and um, so... That's where the epilogue is. So, um, and then um, I will share uh, the word that um, the, um, Pastor Stanley was um, coming from, and that was um, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 4, verse 13, which says, it is written. I believed, therefore, I have spoken. Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. Okay, um, seriously, guys, that's a powerful word. Okay, and uh, again, another example of how God is speaking to us and, and it has left this, this word that he spoke through uh, the writers to get a word to us so that we can be able to uh, please him with our faith and belief. So um, I posted it into the chat room area for, for uh, the readers and I'm, I'm gonna read it out loud. He read it as well, but I'm gonna read it out loud because it's so powerful. Um, we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we are who, for we are alive, for we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that his life may also be 
revealed in our mortal body. So then death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. That, guys, I want you guys to get this so bad. Um, oh man, that's, that's pretty much my life, literally. Um, I want to, you know, give a shout out to um, BibleGateway.com. Um, there's so many different places that are serving the Lord. There's so many different places that you can, you know, uh, attach to and, and, and support. And uh, I definitely uh, want to, to shout out to them because they are great help, great tools that they have on the site. And um, uh, I, I actually, last year, uh, decided to uh, create an account with them and, and, and learned about so much stuff that they had for um, um, those who choose to study and believe. So, um, yes, this word is it. <laughs> so, um, guys, um, it is 8.03 p.m., three minutes past the hour, and uh, we are down to um, the hearing, um, hearing God. And I'm going to share uh, the book. I'm so excited uh, to, to serve you guys today um, because I've just been working so hard on how to, you know, make um, uh, it eventful and and, and the Holy Spirit was just like, I am eventful, what do you mean? And I was just like, oh, okay, I just want to do it right, you know? And um, um, there are some people that listen, and then there are some people who listen and, and, and use their site. Um, so I wanted to be able to not have a, you know, um, empty screen. And I, you know, called and found out the, the, about the tools that, that are there for me that I pretty much pay for. And if you know, you want to spend your money wisely. So um, pretty much um, where is it? Oh, okay, there it is. Okay, um, here, there it is. Okay, there it is. So I'm going to um, read it from there. Okay, uh, guys. Um, let's see here. Um, all right, I'm not going to read a lot of it. Um, to save some for Friday and uh, continue on. Who knows, I might read it all, but I'm gonna try that too because we, we have plenty of time in the name of Jesus. All right, so number one, chapter one, a paradox about hearing God. Okay, so the word paradox, okay, I learned earlier during early, earlier's meeting that this too is a powerful word, okay? Um, and oh, a statement or a proposition that despite sound 
or apparently sound. Reasoning from acceptable premises leads to a conclusion. Okay, now there's def different, you know, uh, definitions, of course. Uh, I'm going to highlight that. And uh, it's very, very powerful. So I didn't even know that it could do that. It just did that. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> there is not in the world a kind of life more sweet and delightful than that of a continual conversation with God. Those only can comprehend it who practice and experience it. Yet I do not advise you to do it from that motive. It is not pleasure which we ought to seek in this exercise, but let us do it from a principle of love and because God would have us. Brother Lawrence, the practice of the presence of God. Okay. I don't know what just happened. Okay, it went to the next page. All right. So, that alone is powerful. Let's get in it. Sunday dinner was finished, but we lingered around the table, savoring the good food and reflecting on the morning service at church. The congregation where I then served as a very young and very green assistant pastor was excited about its plans for a new sanctuary to replace its old building, which was much loved, but long overused and outgrown. The morning message had focused on the plans for the new building. Our pastor spoke of his vision for the church's increased ministry. He indicated how strongly he felt God's guidance in the way the congregation was growing and he testified that God has spoken to him about things that should be done. My grandmother's, my wife's grandmother, excuse me, Miss Lucy Latimer, Mina to us all, seemed deep in thought as we continued to chatter along. Finally, she said quietly, I wonder why God never speaks to me like that. This simple comment was which came like a bolt out of the blue from the heart of this woman of unshakable faith and complete devotion, forever changed my attitude towards glib talk about God speaking to us or about divine guidance. Through her words, in a way, I came to understand only later, God spoke to me. I was given a vivid realization, which has never left me, of how such talk places many sincere Christians on the outside looking in. They are not necessarily lacking the experience of hearing God, but they do not understand the language or how their experience works. This leaves them feeling confused and deficient and may lead them to play a game that they do not really understand. And that rightly makes them very uncomfortable. It undermines their confidence that they are fully acceptable to God. Mima, in fact, had a richly interactive life with God, as we all knew. But for whatever reasons, she had not been able to relate her experience of God's presence in her life, of which she was completely certain to the idea of God speaking with her. This left her at a loss for how to deal with the conversational side of her friendship with God. 
Up to that point, I had rashly assumed that if you were really a Christian, then God spoke to you as a matter of course, and you knew it. I was sure that he spoke individually and specifically about what he wanted each believer to do, and that he also taught and made real to individuals the general truths of, of general truths all must believe in order to enter into life with him. Oh my word. I can't wait to read more. I'm so serious. Like, guys, it's amazing. It's amazing. Dallas Willard, hearing God, developing a conversational relationship with God, which conversational in itself, to have a conversation, you have to listen and talk and respond, okay? So if you're just talking and you're not listening, then what, come on. If you're listening, but you're not talking, you know what I'm saying? Come on. It's, it's, it's two-way, guys. And, you know, all the replay listeners, I love you guys' babies. That's what I call you, guys' babies. And we all are guys' babies. And, guys, we have things to talk about. And um, I want to encourage you to come into the session. I want to encourage you to comment in the comment sections. I want you to write emails. I want you to write text messages. I want you to call. I want you to do whatever it is that you need to do to expose anything. Um, and hey, I know that it's different doing something different. <laughs> so I'm one to tell you that I'm right there with you uh, learning the same thing. And I really, really uh, encourage you that hearing from God is a part of our coming on conduct guidance. For real. Because if we all practice hearing from him, he'll lead us and guide us. He'll lead the cops. He'll lead the, the, uh, the person who's deciding to um, you know, uh, break the law or who's deciding to think about breaking the law um, um, or who's deciding not to listen to the authorities. Um, and it, it takes work through all of us, the supervisor, the, 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 the chiefs, everybody, down to the judges, down to the president, down to everybody. You know, we've got to hear from God, you know, on our actions and and, and make the world a better place. Um, and and, and, and uh, that's questionable too, because somebody was like, how do you know God wants the world to be a better, better place? And I'm like, okay, deep. <laughs> Alrighty, so I'm gonna go in right into um, the next song, which is by Tori Kelly, and it is called Song 42. Your spirit's always 
Briefly, listeners, guys, babies, is what I call you. I love you guys. God loves you more. So, raise your hand and pray this out. And I'll leave it as simple as this. Please guide us, O Lord. Thy will be done. Thank you. Amen. Over and